It's 645, excuse me, it's 845. It's a Thursday morning. Joining us now uh, by phone from his office at the Northfield Hospital and Clinics is hospital president and uh, CEO Steve Underdahl. Steve, thank you so much for joining us today. Good morning, Jeff. Happy September. Yeah, happy September to you as well. Boy, we have made it through the summer and through defeat of Jesse James days. Now this is the beginning of school. I guess let's start off by talking about COVID cases. They've been on the rise since uh, late last uh, this past summer over the course of the last month or so. From uh, a national standpoint, we're passing some milestones. Now one in every 500 Americans has, has passed away due to uh, COVID-19. On the local scene, are are you seeing the same type of uh, numbers, I guess, in scale as we're seeing on the national level? Yeah, I mean, the the trend is the same. Certainly, there are um, uh, hot spots around the country, so so that this is a little bit uneven around the country. I think, as you and I maybe talked about, even in August, those parts of the country that have had particularly hostile approaches to things like masks and vests vaccines, either culturally or politically, are doing even worse. And, and, but in general, um, you, you know, this has uh, uh, been an issue for us in Minnesota and here locally just the same. So, so uh, as we started to see Delta emerge, um, I think I shared with you a few weeks ago that, you know, we had gone for a number of weeks and not had any COVID patients that were sick enough to be hospitalized locally, and then we'd get one on occasion. And now we've had COVID patients in the hospital fairly consistently, um, you know, every day for, for weeks and weeks. And, and we're not overrun with them, but, but you know, we have several in the hospital in our COVID wing uh, every day. So we're continuing to see the trend of, of um, you know, uh, younger otherwise healthy people getting uh, sick uh, across the country. And um, we're seeing, particularly with Delta, we're seeing people get sicker quicker. It isn't necessarily that at the end of the day that, that it is, uh, you know, a, a, a just more deadly disease at the end, but people acquire the disease and uh, it, it, it seems to uh, uh, go from contact to being sick a, a little bit quicker. So, yeah, we are. We're, we're, that's exactly what we're seeing locally, and um, you know, we are doing um, a lot more work around um, how to accommodate uh, 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 people sick with COVID and everything else than we than we thought we were, than we hoped we were going to be doing at, at this point. Just because if we if we go back in, in in the time machine to that distant point in like June, um, we really thought we might be. Uh, turning uh, turning the corner, I, I, I think the you know the, the the tragedy of all of this is that some of this at least is is uh, avoidable or at least partially avoidable. Uh, you know, as th- this is becoming a- as much a uh, pandemic of the unvaccinated and a cultural pandemic as it is a a, a medical pandemic. We we do have some solutions and we have some. Uh, percentage of our, um, you know, our, uh, you know, neighbors and brothers and sisters that just aren't having it. And, uh, you know, that's uh, likely what's going to make this continue. Let's talk about that Delta variant uh, for just a moment or so. Uh, I I guess, first of all, if somebody were to go into uh, Northfield Hospital and Clinics uh, and get a COVID test to see if they're positive, would that, does that test itself identify the uh, 
Delta variant, uh, does it separate Delta from what we used to the old COVID-19? So, I, and, and I'm out of my depths with this a little bit, Jeff, okay. but my understanding is that, that basically the test itself is going to say you've got COVID or you don't have COVID. And as laboratories do their sort of, um, uh, you know, root, routine surveillance of, of what's happening with the virus, they're, the, the, you know, the uh, medical laboratories are the ones that are able to see, are we seeing a, um, um, a, a, a change in or a mutation in virus that's presenting mm-hmm. itself. So I don't believe that you will get a, you know, you got a Delta one and you got a non-Delta one as a, as a test. My understanding is right now, nearly everybody that's getting sick with COVID in the United States uh, has the, the Delta strain. Oh, boy. You know, we heard about the Delta strain earlier this year, and it seems to be coming into fruition now, uh, all the things that we uh, feared about that. Have you, uh, within the industry, do you know, is is there, are there a n- more of the variants that are starting to, to pop up? Have we heard very much? Is this going to be it? Yeah, so... You may have read a little bit, um, I, I think it was sort of hitting the news a little bit about a week and a half ago or so, there's there's a couple of new strains uh, that um, are starting to appear uh, in different parts of the world and a little bit in the United States now, this so-called uh, MU strain. Uh, so, and, and I think what, what, what you hear from the, the virus experts is that until we get to the point where there's there's not good places for the virus to go, it will continue to mutate as best it can uh, so that it can survive. And, and so mutations uh, are just how viruses work and, and it is likely to continue. And so, um, you know, again, it, it, it uh, uh, makes it all the more uh, urgent that we give uh, as as many people vaccinations as we can, so that there's just not as uh, uh, many opportunities for uh, this virus to keep moving from person to person and place to place, and then have the opportunity to mutate. I think the good news with Delta uh, was that it it, it was um, it responded uh, um, well. Uh, relative to the vaccines that that uh, uh, you know people had already received, so I think that was one of the one of the overarching anxieties is well, what if there's a uh, a, a mutation that vaccines aren't uh, covering or aren't very helpful with, and that could certainly happen. I'm not aware of any yet that that's. Uh, you know, come to fruition yet. Okay, let's talk about uh, precautions. Uh... Pardon me, I had a sneeze there. Uh, let's talk about precautions, uh, masks, social distancing, uh, vaccinations. President Biden recently uh, issued some executive orders that uh, have to do with uh, the medical industry and people on that uh, front line and the, the precautions to take. Where are, where's Northfield Hospital and Clinics? Where are we at locally with that? So at, at all medical facilities now, uh, and, and, and this has remained the case, um, uh, you know, we've remained masked and PPE'd, um, and I think what you're like, and you've probably noticed this even as you've, uh, you know, moved around the community, that there are more uh, stores and other places that are uh, encouraging people to be masked. Most of their employees are masked. 
uh, even if you've been vaccinated, which, which again is sort of a movement from where we were in the early summer when we thought maybe we'd turn the corner on that. Because uh, Delta in particular is so easy to transmit, even if you know, you're know you vaccinated and less likely to get sick, uh, as I think you've probably seen in the statistics, uh, you know, the, the original uh, variation of, of COVID, you know, one person would infect, you know, two or three people. And with Delta, one person will infect uh, uh, five to seven people. Um, that, that, that ability to um, uh, socially spread uh, the disease goes up. So, all of the precautions that we all got sort of fatigued with, but remember, you know, washing your hands and, uh, you know, uh, uh, wearing a mask indoors and uh, keeping distanced uh, from people, I think are really important. I think they're also really important because of uh, uh, children who are unable to be vaccinated. I mean, I, I think I shared with you the last time we talked, I'm really worried about these kids. Um, you, you know, they're not able to be vaccinated yet, and, um, you know, we're seeing more disease among uh, uh, children and little kids uh, than, than we did before, and, and, and I, I just think that's kind of terrifying. So, so I think all of those things that we all learned over the last year, you know, wash your hands, wear your mask when you're inside in, in crowded environments, um, it, you know, and keep some distance from folks. Uh, still make real sense, at least until we get on the other side of, of, of this spike. Uh, once again, hospital uh, president and CEO Steve Underdahl is with us. Right now we're talking about COVID. We have a couple of more topics to get to in a moment or so. Um, the Northfield Hospital and Clinics is now uh, requiring their employees to all get vaccinated. I don't know if the uh, there is a certain date they need to uh, comply uh, by, or uh, they will, in fact, lose their job. Do I have that information correct? And has that had an effect on either uh, the employment situation, people leaving, uh, employee morale? Uh, talk to us about that. Yeah, we do have a, a, a policy of, of vaccination as a, a condition of employment. We uh, rolled this out at the end of August. We've given people until um, uh, the 1st of uh, October to get their uh, first shot and, and to the end of October uh, to complete the series. Um, this was a really difficult decision uh, for us, uh, uh, partially because just like every other segment of society, we, we have some percentage of our workforce that has strong, strong feelings about, um, about vaccines. And, and some people are surprised by that, that within medicine, that there, there's you know, the, the same uh, issues. It tends not to be quite as much. With, like, for instance, physicians around the country um, are largely vaccinated, but but uh, uh, certainly we have uh, lots of folks that work for us uh, that uh, aren't physicians as well. And so, um, is this a real uh, uh, you know pressure point for us? It absolutely is. And um, you know we think our first principle still has to be to keep people safe. So when I talk to folks out in the public, out in the community they're just really concerned that they may be cared for at a vulnerable moment by somebody that's, that's unvaccinated and, and, and they often find it really difficult to understand why that, that would be. And so we think this was the right thing to do, but we have some people that, the majority of folks that work for us are vaccinated and the majority of folks that work for us think this is the right thing to do, but we do have a, a, a 
the minority of folks that this is really uh, disappointing and uh, unhappy for them. I expect that we're going to lose some people who are going to, um, you know, move on from our organization because they they aren't going to comply. Uh, I'll be really sad about that, and I think that's, um, you know, really unfortunate. But uh, I think it boils down to us uh, to a ethical question about how are we protecting the safety of our 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 patients, our guests, and our other employees. Uh, once again, Steve Underdahl with us. One other uh, COVID-related question, and that is uh, the booster shots. Uh, are they available? Do we need them? What is the situation on boosters? Yeah, so so if you're if you're watching boosters on on the news uh, or the the information about boosters, uh, you probably come away thinking um, I don't know what they're telling us because that's kind of right. <laughs> I I think it is likely that in uh, sometime this fall we will see some real definitive guidance around booster shots for the messenger RNA. Um, um, vaccines. Right now, as you might be aware, there is kind of a debate happening about. The, the 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 efficacy and necessity of boosters generally compared to using that same vaccine to trying to get more people their first shots both here in this country and around the world so there is a very large medical ethics debate uh uh raging around the world right now about this if I were to hazard a guess, Jeff, I would say that I, I think here in the United States, we will likely see boosters uh, available for people that received uh, a Pfizer or Moderna uh, shots sometime this fall. Um, we're not, they're not available now. Uh, you don't need to call us about them now. When, what, once status changes, we will we'll do our best to communicate um, um, how that's working. For now, we are giving boosters to to categories of vulnerable people, immunosuppressed folks, and you know people that have special um, uh, healthcare vulnerabilities. But for for the rest of us who are generally healthy and got a shot earlier in the year, uh, there isn't a uh, a requirement or an availability uh, for boosters yet. All right. So moving on from COVID, I have a couple of uh, final questions for you. One is concerning the uh, the wound healing clinic. We've talked about this a little bit. It's been open for, oh, maybe a half a year now, six months or so. How is it doing? Is it uh, Does it seem like a, a good addition uh, now that it's in practice? Yeah, it, it really does. And, and again, I think I've told you this before, Jeff, but it is, it's a really cool program in, in that it's, it's one of those medical interventions that at least for some people has um just in- incredible benefits so in the in the the months uh that that been opened i i i i think their statistic is that they have about 115 wounds that were completely healed um and again some of these are really chronic and persistent uh kinds of things we had one patient um uh, who was, uh, you know, traveling to Metro Hospital for over a year for wound treatment, and we were able to um, uh, r- really get this wound healed up for him within a matter of about two months. So, so uh, it's it's a it's a wonderful service to be able to offer locally, so people don't have to travel to uh, academic medical centers to to get this care and can get it more locally. And it really, really works well for. Uh, uh, some folks that that have, have been struggling with wounds for months or years.
Boy, yeah, I can't even imagine having a wound that just won't heal and having to live with that. And sometimes, as you mentioned, some cases years and then to suddenly have it healed. Wow. (laughs) That's uh, one of the miracles of modern medicine. Good work. Uh, Let's talk about uh, the expanding clinic care outside of Northfield. What's going on there? Yeah, we've got a couple of uh, uh, interesting things happening there. We it, we are uh, opening a new kin- clinic in Kenyon, Minnesota, that we've been working on for a while. It's going to open on October uh, 18th. Kenyon's a very uh, cool town. Uh, I've, I've come to uh, uh, really enjoy some of the people that I've met from there. Uh, there was a, a clinic that was operated by Mayo Clinic Health System for a number of years, and we, we have, we're taking over that space, so it's an existing clinic location. Um, we've got a, just one of our rock star uh, uh, practitioners, uh, Chris Werner, um, who is going to be the, the provider for that community. And, and, and again, I think this will be a really good thing for Kenyon, and it'll be a really good thing for Northfield Hospital and Clinics. Also, uh, you know, another thing that's happening is, is that we, we put in place uh, 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 over the summer was in our Farmington Clinic, we've added some morning walk-in time. So from 7 to 9 o'clock in the morning, a lot of times people wake up and they got a sick kid or they've got an earache or something, and then there's the, you know, what do I do? It takes me half a day to make an appointment someplace, all of that. So we really tried to design something around, boy, if you wake up sick today or your kid's sick today, um, you can just come see us uh, at our, our Farmington Clinic between uh, 7 and 9, and uh, we'll address your issue um, uh, right away. So so that's actually been really uh, well utilized, especially as, as we're moving into the school year. All right. Good stuff happening. Even as we make our way through the pandemic, uh, it uh, life goes on and the uh, services that you're offering. It's good to see the, those expanding to people who need them. Steve, thank you so much for joining us. Much appreciated. Always a wealth of information. Uh, And I guess we'll talk to you again uh, real soon. All right. Thank you, Jeff. Mm -hmm. Steve Underdahl, the uh, uh, Northfield Hospital and Clinic's chairman, uh, CEO, and uh, president.